What's up, guys? Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And today, we are going to give you everything you need to know about progressive overload in less than 10 minutes. I think if we go over 10 minutes, then uh, the podcast is free. It should be less than 10 minutes, but the podcast is already free, so... Uh, That's true. Well, I guess since it's a free podcast, if you've been listening, leave us a review. Tag us on Instagram. Let us share that. We appreciate it. Um, If you are a new listener, two main things that we hit on, business and health and fitness. So on the health and fitness side of things... We do run an online health coaching company called ST Evolution. Our job there is to filter through the bullshit and feed you the good stuff back in bite-sized pieces so it's digestible. You know how to apply this to your everyday life. Um, that's what we do on the podcast. We just talk about the good stuff, how to, how to do basic things, how to make small, maintainable changes that lead to those dramatic transformations over time. Um, and that's just done by doing things the right way instead of focusing on an extreme on one side or the other. For the business side, we run a couple companies. So we just mentioned SD Evolution. The other one is Fit Coach Pro. Uh, that one is the software we actually use for SD Evolution, and we lease that to other coaches. So the point over here is we have an interesting perspective. It's a unique perspective. We're not at the top of the food chain by any means, but we have seen a lot of success. We've done some things very well. We've done some things not so well, um, and we're going to talk about what those look like and you know how you can apply basic principles, whether you are an entrepreneur or you are you know just someone who works for somebody else and you want to climb that ladder. So little things you can do to make yourself better at sales, marketing, um, customer service, all the important things in every aspect of business, we're going to hit on those points as well. But today, like we talked about, progressive overload, we're going to break down the basics. Yeah, and I feel like progressive overload, it's one of those things you likely hear us talking about all the time. You've likely have heard other fitness people talking about it, maybe on social media. A lot of people are still very confused about what progressive overload actually is. And I would say that majority of people we talk to would think that progressive overload is just about increasing the amount of weight that you lift in the gym. Whereas it's actually so much more than that. So if you had to just teach like a five-year-old what about progressive overload, how would you explain it to a little person? A little person, big person, any person. It's progress over time. That can be measured in a variety of ways. It's not just the weight that you're using, but the bare essentials of it is it's progress over time. Yeah, and there are so many different ways to do this. So we're going to run you through our favorites and like the top ways, starting with training intensity. So training intensity, um, it's probably a hot topic in and of itself, just because we probably don't push ourselves as hard as we think we do. So a couple main ways to measure measure this, there's a rate of perceived exertion, and then there's reps in reserve. And those two things are the inverse of each other. So let's say uh, RPE, uh, rate of perceived exertion, you're set at an eight. RIR in correspondence to that is a two. So an eight is two reps short of failure, 10 being absolute failure, two reps short of failure is two reps in reserve. I like to use RIR so much more lately just because I feel like people, especially people who are new to lifting, which is a lot of our MMC family, our training app family, they still are sort of confused on how to actually go by RPE. So what we do is explain that the reps and reserve is something that you can sort of go by. And I think it's also really important to figure out what your true failure is to really just gauge an idea of how short you need to go. So when we're talking about failure, that is... If the world depended on it, you could not do another rep with good form. That's not, it just got hard. This is failure. I'm going to stop. 
And that's where we kind of struggle is, is getting to that point, to that threshold. So taking a set to failure is a great way to test where you're actually at because you don't know until that happens. And then you know what failure feels like. You know what it felt like a rep before that. You know what it felt like two reps before that. And then you can start accurately gauging where you're at on that scale. Yeah. And you don't need to do this for every single movement. Every time you go to the gym, do it once in a while, maybe on a certain exercise that you really just aren't sure about. And I also like to explain it as far as intensity goes in going to failure. It's not mental failure because oftentimes your, your brain will want to quit before your body does. So when it starts to get hard and you're telling yourself, oh, I don't know if I can do another rep, do another one and see if you can. And I guarantee you could probably squeeze out a few more, but it's physical failure. Like you literally cannot do one more rep. So number two, improved form. So this one's super basic, but if you think about it, if we're doing reps with poor form or less than optimal form, we're not optimizing each rep the best that we can. So by focusing on optimizing each rep, we're getting the most out of each contraction. So that muscle or that muscle group is doing more work because it's work being done more efficiently. So rather than some stabilizing muscles doing more than they should be or some completely <laughs> incorrect muscle that's just tagging along because you're swinging stuff up and doing it the wrong way, every time you dial in form and you refine form, you're activating that muscle even further, which is gonna get more out of it, which is progressive overload. Yeah, and form is something that you will forever be working on. I think it's... It's an unpopular thing for me to say that. Like, I think a lot of people just assume that as you become more of an advanced lifter, you just eventually get perfect form. And your form can get really good, especially if you're working on it. But even me, I've been lifting for eight years now with progressive overload and there are still things that I do to improve my form and there are certain days where my form just doesn't feel as good. So the best thing that you can do, and I know it's sometimes uncomfortable doing this, but filming yourself, whether you have a coach or whether you're just kind of, you know, using our MMC app or using some type of program without a coach, film yourself in the gym, prop your phone up on a water bottle on selfie mode and just film from the side view and just see how your lifts are looking because it's going to be much different than trying to look at yourself in the mirror and more often than not when you're looking at yourself in the mirror you're you're hurting your form because you're trying to look at yourself in one certain direction so film yourself as often as you can and either critique yourself compare your videos to somebody who has really good form or send that into your coach. We have our clients send in their three videos each week on our Fit Coach Pro software, and then we give them feedback based on how that is looking like. But there is usually always something you can improve upon. And I'll throw one more thing in there too. You may even have a really good form, but that doesn't mean it's ideal for your, your movement pattern, your body type. So even something as simple as like a curl. Some of my clients will submit those and we'll fine tune what they're doing. If their elbows are coming forward slightly, sometimes I'll tell them to do that. We're pinching in, we're coming out and we'll just play around. There's no one right way to do things. And you're going to know when that rep feels perfect, when it feels great, when you get the most out of that contraction, it's just going to click and you're going to say, wow, I really felt that. So you may have everything down, even on a squat for focusing on say like a goblet squat where you're pressing through your feet from. I'll give my clients mental cues to think about and have them go through different areas and have them respond back to me, which one felt the best. And we'll take a little note of that and we'll, we'll monitor that and say, okay, so moving forward, let's, let's press through this part of your foot, the ball of your foot for this side um, and just make sure they're getting the most out of that. So little things like that help you get the most out of them. Next up is probably my personal favorite, more time under tension. So this is huge because a lot of times, you know, you could just do a lap around the gym and see people rushing through their reps. 
quality over quantity. You've probably heard this in every aspect of your life for your entire life, but it's true. So getting the most out of every rep involves controlled, slow controlled reps, you know, eccentric all the way down. You're still, you're focusing on that stretch. It's not just drop down, pop up. You need to feel it the entire time. And to progress from that point, you can add more time under tension by slowing that eccentric uh, phase down even further. Yeah, this is a great one. If you are working out at home, you have limited equipment, limited amount of weights, and you want to incorporate progressive overload by slowing down your reps and improving your time under tension, you're going to be able to make some progress. Now, eventually, you probably will need heavier weights at some point, um, but this is a really just great technique to do and something that we focused on a lot with our clients, especially in that first round of the pandemic when everything shut down, everybody was home. A lot of our clients saw really great progress. One of my clients, Jamie, she actually saw better progress in her eight months at home versus, I mean, the full year being at the gym because it really forced her to focus on her form and also slow down, focus on time under tension. And she made, in combined with her nutrition, incredible changes. So it's just really cool to see these things working if you are limited in the other areas. And I want to highlight that real quick in case you missed it. Same weight, same reps, same sets, more time under tension, slowing those reps down. That in the equation of work and volume is an increase. So changing nothing else, you're just making it last longer. That's more work. That is progressive overload. Next up is a pretty obvious one, uh, more sets. So adding sets. And this is something we'll do for a lot of our regular programming. So let's say weeks one and two, you might see a uniform three sets for all movements. Week three, we might trickle in some exercises with four four sets and then week four maybe all those are again uniform at four sets um, some might go to five if it's an overreaching week depending on how you're structuring that program but same weight same reps more sets is a significant increase in volume yeah and then moving on kind of similar to that is more reps so keeping your sets the same but maybe doing one or two more reps per set is another way to increase your volume and another way to implement progressive overload pretty simple there too and the last one is the most obvious form and something we all are working on week in and week out just adding more weight same rate same weight same reps adding more weight obviously we're progressing that is progressive overload and I have a couple bonus ones for you guys just to leave you thinking a little bit. So other ways you can make progress with your training is by increasing the amount of exercises per session. So making your sessions a little bit longer is one way to progress. Again, adding more volume. We also have more workouts per week. So let's say you start training with three days per week. You do that for a few months. You eventually get to a place with your schedule where you you can add a fourth day. That's adding a whole other day and more volume as well. Um, And then the last one is recovering from your workouts faster. So improving your recovery is allowing you to work better and train smarter and is also allowing you to progress faster because you're recovering faster so those rest days matter taking time to fuel your body get your sleep in all of that makes a big difference too so just a few more bonus tips for you guys but that pretty much wraps up everything you need to know about progressive overload in hopefully 10 minutes or less we're probably right there i don't know where we're at but we will wrap it up here where can they find you I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else is linked in the show notes. We'll catch you in the next one.